0: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood and this is our last episode of the year. We're going to go out with a bang here and we're going to talk about a movie called Santa with Muscles that I probably should have watched growing up. And I was hoping that when I watched it, I'd have like this epic flashback moment where I'm like, I remember this. No, I never saw this fucking movie at all, ever.
1: I was actually just about to ask that, is this your first time watching it? Because it was my first time watching it. I had seen listings for it come up in the TV Guide channel back in the old cable days, but I don't think I ever actually watched it because I remember watching Suburban Commando, but I don't think I would have watched this. I don't think I would have sat through it in the 90s. I was too cool for that.
0: The whole time I'm watching this, I was wishing I was watching Suburban Commando. I do, yeah, I do love it me was, some Suburban uh, Commando.
1: I actually enjoyed Suburban Commando back in the day. I didn't think it was great, but I did think it was at least funny. This did not make me laugh once intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't make me laugh. I laughed a lot, but always at it never with
0: it there were a couple moments where i'm like why am i laughing at this why am i laughing like there were a couple that the couple moments that genuinely got me i'm like motherfucker
1: there was one line i can't remember what it was but it was legitimately good like it was a (laughs) it was an actually really good joke sandwiched in the middle of this movie that is 90 minutes of total crap and nonsensical total crap at that at one point someone popped off with a great rejoinder To something and it caught me unawares and i howled (laughs) with laughter i was like (laughs) it it had lowered the bar so far that an actually kind of good
0: joke totally killed yeah this movie's too long i will say that right off the bat how long is it it is an hour and 37 fucking minutes that's all that's including credits obviously but that is too long
1: yeah this movie should have been 75 minutes tops
0: and five of that should have been credits Yeah. Like, this shit doesn't even make any sense.
1: There was not a stretch of more than three minutes during this movie, during which my son and I did not look at each other and just go, What the fuck is going on here? Because this movie makes no goddamn sense. Nothing in this movie makes sense. Everything is totally unexplained, totally inexplicable the choices why they're doing the things they're doing why anybody thought it was a good idea to tell this story i i just i absolutely cannot fathom what was going through the minds of the people making this other than well kids are stupid and they'll like anything
0: i can i can guess so this movie came out in 1996 it stars hulk Hogan. just in case anybody didn't know it, it, it's a hulk Hogan movie Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny were, like, movies that were theatrically released, I know, because I went to see Mr. Nanny in the theater. Uh, And this movie was a straight-to-video cheapie from 96, and he had already gone... When he was doing Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny, I think he had stopped wrestling, and he just wanted to focus on acting. And then, by the time 96 rolled around, he was firmly established in WCW, doing his big fucking whatever. This movie came out right before or right after he had done the end he started the nwo thing okay so he was also a bad guy at the time
1: i was kind of wondering about that i remember he had that period where he he quit wrestling and just did acting quote unquote acting but yeah like suburban commando was kind of fun and mr nanny was yeah like you said it it got a theatrical release this this screams straight to video this screams made for cable (laughs) like The quality level or total lack thereof, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, there is nothing about this that looks like it was ever on the big screen.
0: Hogan's acting is the same no matter how big the budget is, though.
1: Yeah, as I said, quote unquote acting.
0: But hey, this is Mila Kunis's uh, early, some early work by Mila Kunis.
1: Who has apparently not changed her acting style since she was seven years old. She is playing the exact same character in this as she plays in every other movie and TV show she's ever been in, only at seven. Well, I'm assuming seven. She looks about seven. I don't know.
0: (laughs) She was older than that. uh, she She was at least 12, 13.
1: All right. She looks seven whatever but but my my point stands she is playing the exact same sassy back-talking you know tough la you know entitled la princess type
0: and then just a few short years later she would lie to the producers of a of a sitcom that was about to get picked up and pretend that she was 17 and not 14 and Watching that first season of that show is actually kind of creepy.
1: I don't remember the show specifically, but given the content of that 70s (laughs) show, the general content, I remember that that's a little upsetting that she was 14 when she made it with uh, her co-star from Santa with Muscles. Which one? the elf guy he played uh, oh that's right Donna's that's right
0: dad yes this cast is really weird too because i know some of these people can act i know they've been in good stuff clint howard he's an oscar winner right
1: i don't know if he's an oscar winner he's more of a he, he's more of a cult favorite but uh he has been in oscar winning movies i mean his brother ron puts him in everything
0: Okay, I'm full of shit. He definitely didn't win any Oscars, but he's he's won a couple awards, so that's okay. Horror Hound Film Festival. Milano International Film Festival. All right, so whatever. He's a cult star. Ed Bagley Jr. What the fuck? Why is he here?
1: <laughs> I had the exact same question. I was like, wait a minute. Ed Bagley Jr. is actually an actor. What is he doing here?
0: Yeah, and then there's, you know, a couple kids. I guess that that's what see. makes
1: him so fly.
0: I had that thought too i'm like wait he's really good right but uh, he wasn't get over it so uh but he was also <laughs> one of the best parts of get over it so uh
1: yeah i like ed begley jr i i think i think that dude is hilarious but uh yeah he is he cannot help this movie but as donald trump hangs on to the top of the trump plaza with his family under his other arm as they sink to the bottom of the sea thank god donald trump's a hulk I maniac. i was really shocked by how sweet the little blonde girl was in this. Like I expected her like when that, that opening narration and when she very first says hi to say, you know, like when her and Santa Hulk Hogan, I almost said Paul Hogan, Hulk Hogan's character <laughs> meet. I was like, Oh, is she just going to be the most grating, horrible, insufferable element of this movie that is already very, very difficult to watch. And, uh, no, she actually wasn't. She was really grating in that first scene and then and then she was just was really really sweet. They have they have that really sweet sequence in the church together.
0: She's like mildly child actor annoying. Like she yeah, was she but- was a little too sugary sweet for my taste, but like I didn't hate her so it's all right.
1: But not nearly as bad as that very first introduction to her leads you to think it's going to be. Like I thought it was going to be some Gamera level shit. There, that very first bad. fucking mo- Gamera movie. Jesus Christ, man! Like it's it's insufferable. I I. I love Gamera as a monster, and that kid almost maybe turned the movie off.
0: Uh, yes, that girl, by the way, is Ariel Noel Curzon, and she did, she's the voice of Ducky in like a bunch of Land Before Time movies.
1: I'm assuming not the one who got murdered by not, her dad.
0: Not the original one who got murdered by her dad. No.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I had a conversation about that with my sister the other day. We're I can't remember what. What we were talking about was somehow we got on the subject of Lamb Before Time, and I was like, by the way, if you haven't already, don't ever look up what happened to the cast of Lamb Before Time. She was like, why? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> you will just be happier never knowing. Trust me.
0: Hogan seemed to really like her. On her IMDb, there's a picture of... The three kids and Hogan together, and it says, To Aria, love you and thanks for being a real pro.
1: Oh, that's sweet. She does look like she could be his daughter, which is a little weird.
0: A little, yeah. She's still acting and stuff, just kind of doing like straight-to-TV, some voice acting stuff.
1: I'm basing that on her IMDb photo, which is her as an adult. Further making fun of the children in this movie, because they're all adults now and they can take it. I swear, I thought adam wiley who played taylor the broody young man of the piece yes i thought that was the kid who played uh the little brother in malcolm in the middle like he literally looks like he could be that kid's brother and that kid's got a very distinct look
0: no he's the kid from picket fences yeah i was wrong about that (laughs) but and now he looks kind of dorky and he is very dorky i just happened to i happened to come upon him on fucking on uh tiktok really yeah (laughs) that's weird and he he just he just happened to be on my for you page for some fucking reason and he's doing like close-up magic and shit i'm like you are a huge dork but you seem (laughs) you seem nice enough so i I like it i appreciate it it's cool
1: magic is a level of nerddom that is that is deep nerddom
0: it is magic's cool though i like magic damn it it
1: can be delightful. It can be delightful, but being a magician there's a difference between watching magic and being a magician. I'm like up. that is a level of nerddom that is hardcore.
0: Speaking of awesome, we're going to we're we're going to talk a little bit more about Santa with muscles now.
1: Oh, Jesus, must we?
0: Oh yeah. Opening narration. We hear about a guy named Ebner. Ebner Frost who is played by uh Ed Bagley Jr.
1: None of this opening narration stuck with me.
0: It's, uh, I guess like, it's not really an opening narration. It's technically the little girl reading this letter she's writing to Santa. I don't want presents. I just want to save the orphanage, basically, is the gist.
1: None of that stuck with me. <laughs> not a single word of it. When we got to Mr. Frost, Ed Begley Jr., quote-unquote, negotiating for the purchase of a shoe store, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Why does he even give a shit about a shoe store? And then my son looked over at me. He was like, didn't you pay attention to the opening narration? I'm like, apparently not. Yeah, he wants
0: to buy the whole town. I'm just curious as to what his business actually is. Because when we meet Lenny, who plays like the... The sidekick, the good guy sidekick, he owes him fifty dollars. We don't know how much he owes him, but Lenny's going to get fifty dollars, and he he makes it sound like that's going to solve all of his problems.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. He's also a loan shark. Everything is unexplained. (laughs) What does Blake's character? What what does Blake do that he's so fucking rich? He sells. He sells the supplements. Yeah, all we know is he's not just supplements. They had, like, cereal cereal and and dish cleaner with his fucking face on it. Like, okay, this guy slaps his face on shit, but what does he do?
0: He got adopted into a rich family, we learn at at the the end.
1: At the end of the movie, at the very, very end of the movie, we learn that. Like, we are fully into the third act by the time this gets revealed. But at this point of the movie... There's no explanation. It goes from this little girl's opening narration about what she wants for Christmas, which is for Santa to save her town, into Hulk Hogan sneaking onto a <laughs> sneaking around a mansion like he's a super spy or something. It's so fucking bizarre. I was so completely lost immediately.
0: So yeah, he does that. He's sneaking around this mansion, and then he gets attacked by all these like video game characters, <laughs> right? The <laughs> In, in, in you you play Streets of Rage and you fight the chef. You don't actually fight a chef in Streets <laughs> of Rage. That's more Final Fighty. But but yeah, it's it's like that. There's a chef, Basically, a driver. Yeah. But he's yeah he's. <laughs> and
1: it's weird. Like they're not even just attacking him. They're attacking him like like one of the guys comes running at him, just screaming and waggling his tongue back and forth. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. And then it turns out this is just how he kills time. He has his staff attack him and he beats the shit out of them it's a workout it's his workout he's like what kind of workout am i gonna get in four minutes it's so ridiculous it's so fucking ridiculous and then just out of nowhere he's he's now he's got now it's on to product integration time
0: yeah and he's like "Uh, my face needs to be bigger and
1: make me more tan which is literally the only part of this entire movie that i buy hulk hogan in
0: Oh, oh, 100%. I'm like, you're not in on the joke here, are you? And he has these rules. I really like these rules. He's like, because rules are important. These two rules that he throws out. <laughs> Never give an inch, especially when you can take one. Never lend a hand. You might need it later. <laughs> Which...
1: Yeah. like They're basically the rules of how to be a perfect asshole.
0: Then it's time for paintball, because rich people do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just suddenly goes off on this manic fucking paintball adventure that, again... <laughs> Makes no sense. There's no explanation. He's just going on a paintball adventure and we're just supposed to go.
0: Sure. Why not? It's a, it is a kid movie from the mid nineties starring Hulk Hogan. They were, they were banking completely on the star power of Hulk Hogan to sell this thing.
1: Yes, they were because Because no attention was paid to the story. I feel like this story was conceived and written entirely in the midst of a violent fit of diarrhea <laughs> on the toilet, during which the writer was so overcome with fever that they weren't a hundred percent sure that they who they were or where they were, or what was happening, they just knew they had to get these ideas down on paper, and then it somehow got greenlit. What's that
0: smell? Hogan was still a bankable star at this point, because Stone Cold and The Rock hadn't quite hit just yet, so yeah it was uh, yeah just hulk hogan they were trying to push bret hart wasn't quite working so everybody went to wcw and said hey hogan's over there let's go there so he, he yeah. was still the shit in wrestling
1: and he was still a you know he was still an immediately recognizable name and face so you know, he we was, can put I mean,
0: him in anything and it'll fucking sell and then they're, they're yeah this movie
1: i can see the logic there but that actually made me think that hogan had written this script <laughs> You know, like I was sure when my son was like, no, actually, I I checked IMDb. I was like, well, Okay, all right. I was wrong because because 15 minutes into this movie, I was like, "Okay, this just has to be some kind of ego project that he was able to get greenlit because he's Hulk Hogan.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, that's just his entire wrestling career. That's what that is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I would like to hear I would like to hear an interview where the writer The one who conceived of this story explains what the fuck they were thinking.
0: Yeah, well, le- let's say let's say after uh, after WrestleMania three when he body slammed Andre the Giant, then he could just kind of do whatever he wanted from then on out.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
0: So let let's blow through this next bit because th- th- this can go quick. So Clint Clinton Howard, he's a cop, I think. Don't know if he's playing <laughs> cop or what. He's like fucking around with his speed gun and shit. He gets into a chase with Hulk because I don't even remember why the fuck they start. He, he ha-
1: screams into his into his radio. That there are men with guns and oh, pretty terrorists. Sure they're terrorists. Yeah. It's so fucking ridiculous. And then Blake responds in the most logical way.
0: Let's shoot paintballs at them.
1: Yeah. As you do with the cops. Uh yeah. How could that possibly end badly?
0: And then there's a bunch of shotguns and the and the cops the cops all like converge and they're chasing him and they shoot with this giant shotgun apparently. They blow this Santa picture up, this billboard. I'm like, "Jesus fuck. <laughs> what are these fucking psychos doing?"
1: It's not quite as bad as the sequence later on when one of the cops <laughs> one, one of, of the cops <laughs> one of the cops busts out a fucking RPG.
0: Oh dude, I know. That that's ridiculous and accurate. This is very topical. so they end up well Hogan ends up going to this mall in this town he's like oh I know there's plenty of places to hide in this place because I know I know because I grew up there save that for later
1: yeah I completely missed that line that was one of the lines I missed I caught it on my second half viewing this morning but uh, last night when I was watching nope did not catch it. I was like, why are they here?
0: Why did he go to a mall when he's running from the cops? It made no sense to me. Uh, so this, so we can set up the story. The, the line for Santa is super long. We meet Lenny. Well, we meet this lady who doesn't ever really come back again except for in this scene she's like I need a Santa I need a Santa Santa's late and then whoever she's talking on the phone to I'm like this is for kids right this is kind of an offensive joke it made me laugh because it was out of left field and ridiculous and he's like no but I got a midget in a clown suit welcome to the 1990s people <laughs> and then then we meet Lenny and he's in debt for apparently $50 and the lady says hey find me a Santa and you guys get $50 and he's like oh my luck's gonna change because he's talking to Ebner Frost like hench person one of the I think the uh, he's talking to somebody I fuck I, don't know which one I think he's talking,
1: he's talking to Doctor, uh, the weirdo his with the name? hair, right? Doctor Repulsive, or something,
0: <laughs> something like that. Yeah, they all have like little comic book villain names.
1: I remember two of the characters. One is Doctor Vile because he was a chemist, so that's, his name is Doctor Vile. That's
0: the Canadian, the Canadian and chemist. The,
1: and then there was Ms. Ms. Watt, yep, <laughs> who had the electric gloves.
0: And then and the, I don't
1: remember the other two. One was a remember. geologist, but I can't remember his name.
0: Oh, yeah, the geologist, uh, played by a guy that you see in stuff in the 90s.
1: You don't see enough mad geologists in movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it makes sense when you know what Ebner's actually after. It makes sense that he has a geologist.
1: Okay, yeah, again, that was one of those things that needed more. <laughs> like needed some... It, okay, I understand putting things in that don't necessarily have context so that you can reveal them later, but you can't make... <laughs> every aspect of a movie have no context and then expect us to be able to ride with that until you get to the explanation 89 minutes into a (laughs) 90 minute movie
0: then that's when we cut to the dude hanging upside down who apparently owns a shoe store that ebner wants to buy we don't really know why but he just does let's just accept it and move on and that's okay
1: (laughs) His negotiating method is to have this guy tortured by these three mad doctors (laughs) Until he says, I'll sell, I'll sell.
0: So now Hogan's just walking through the mall, like uh, like in the back of the mall, like where, em- where only employees are supposed to go. Hulk Hogan's this naughty rich guy.
1: Oh, man. When I worked at a mall, I felt like so fucking cool. Because you got to go back there? The yeah, I know. Yes. I felt like a badass.
0: So Hogan's walking around this mall again in the back of the mall in those fucking hallways that you're not supposed to be in. He goes into a closet, comes out dressed like Santa. He tricks the cops because they're all fucking stupid. And the cops think he's Santa. They think he's Santa, but he doesn't do well enough. He, he He's wearing some camo or whatever, and it's like hanging out the back of his Santa outfit. And they're like, it's him. And then no, no,
1: it's it's not that that tips him off. It's the fact that a kid and his dad walk into the hallway and the kid's like, Hey, Santa got a sec and unfurls a list. That's like 27 feet long to the sound of a cash register chiming. And Santa's like, uh, yeah, send me a fax, you little shit. and Shoves the dad aside. And then the cops are like,
0: that's not like Santa. And he calls him a brat, not a little shit. This is a PG movie.
1: That's true. He does call him a little brat, not a little shit.
0: (laughs) He ends up hiding in the, hiding in the garbage chute, like Bruce Willis, (laughs) (laughs) and okay so his worst enemy in this movie is not mad scientists Mm -hmm. it's fucking santa statues because they're that's true the cops are (laughs) like walking and trying to find him and he's hanging there and then it's I guess it's like a garb- a giant garbage chute, but Yeah, above that, that him, serves
1: like multiple floors yeah. of this mall.
0: Above him, there's this janitor like throwing shit away, and he happens to throw away this Santa statue, this giant fucking Santa statue, <laughs> and it falls right on his head. He falls
1: down all the way down to the bottom of this chute. And as we see him fall, the Santa statue is nowhere to be seen.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that it fell down. It didn't, did it? Or maybe no. it didn't. We're just stupid and we just don't know.
1: No, it did not follow him <laughs> down the chute. And for
0: some reason... Guess who's waiting down there because he's all stressed out. Lenny, the elf. I just um, called him Elf Boy because I couldn't remember his name.
1: Damn it. I was going to guess uh, Garrett Morris.
0: Oh, sorry. I don't know who that is.
1: He's the the black guy who runs the orphanage.
0: Oh, oh, he, yeah. The guy from Two Broke Girls is the or only show that I know. Or who keeps it running,
1: of. I should say. How
0: about the guy
1: who was a founding cast member of Saturday Night Live?
0: i don't watch saturday night live so i wouldn't know
1: how about the guy who is an award-winning playwright
0: uh how about the guy from two broke girls god that show sucks
1: I've never seen Two Broke Girls. It's horrible. I've just seen I've just seen production stills because Kat Dennings. I was going to
0: say, you know, the only reason to look at that show is because cat Dennings is in it. Lenny is super fucking annoying, by the way.
1: Oh my god! So I, I was immediately <laughs> over him, man. So
0: Hogan's like knocked out, and then this asshole like goes through his wallet, goes through his pockets, steals his wallet. He's like, oh look at all this money!" And then he's like, "Ooh, look at the look at the cards." Oh, and then he sees the ID, and then he's like, "Blake, whatever the fuck his name is, the richest man in ten states." And then he starts. It's fucking dancing like it's obnoxious. I believe I it's, it. it's Thorn. I like think it's Thorn. Blake Thorn. You are correct. I think I I took notes on the second watch and I'm like not even twenty minutes in and I'm checked out. I stopped the movie <laughs> the second yeah. time I watched it and just came back to it a couple hours later because I just couldn't be bothered. So it's so oh yeah
1: a, yeah and and Lenny is he's very difficult to watch for a prolonged amount of time.
0: Yeah, he he starts to mellow out eventually and gets a little less annoying, but. Ugh. Not... Yeah,
1: but during this, during the, during the setup phase, I think it's until he, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like until he, he gets discovered as one of the henchmen of Mr. Frost, basically.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. When we realized, it was like, oh, hey, this guy can act. What the fuck was he doing this whole time?
1: Yeah. And then after that point, he's okay. But that's like 45, 50 minutes into the movie.
0: The movie's almost over. We might as well just keep being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So Hogan comes to and Lenny's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to fucking kill me. But he's like, hey, you're Santa, right? And he's like, no, I don't think so. So he's concussed. He's, you know, more sitcom logic. He got hit on the head. Therefore, he has no memory. So he believes he is Santa Claus, sort of, kind of, maybe not really.
1: Which is a premise that he shares with the other Hogan who I've named during this podcast, Paul Hogan in Almost an angel.
0: Oh, here's a part that actually made me laugh. Uh, When Lenny, like, is guiding Hogan away and he keeps on, like, smacking his head on stuff. I couldn't
1: decide whether Lenny was doing that on purpose or not. (laughs) Like, just to drive home the brain damage.
0: (laughs) It was pretty funny. I don't know why. I usually don't think that shit's funny. It was just like, I just kind of like to see Hulk Hogan get beat up a little. I was
1: surprised by the restraint that they showed with that because they did it twice, but they didn't do it the third time because he, he walks, he's walking through the Santa's workshop area and he hits his head on the the support beam up above and then he's walking towards another support beam and I was convinced they were going to go for a third, <laughs> but then Lenny kind of puts his hand up and ducks him under it. So I was like, oh, okay. They they showed more restraint than I thought they would. Yeah, so they, they knew when it stopped being funny.
0: Good for them. Is,
1: which is shocking for this movie, because they didn't know when anything else was funny, almost.
0: So now Now Hogan gets to go be Santa, Lenny gets his $50, uh, Lenny then goes to the ATM, this is stupid, this is like a subplot that like goes nowhere, he goes to the ATM, tries to get money out, are we in Demolition Man land because you need a thumbprint for this ATM?
1: Yeah, apparently, I don't know, because ATMs were still, they were pretty common technology by 1996, it's not like they were the brand new wave thing or anything. So, everybody knows they didn't have thumbprint identifiers. You, you you put in a pin.
0: Everyone knows that. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. That was just, like, it's <sighs> Back to the Future 2, the thumb bandits, strike again. What? Uh, in the newspaper, there's a, there's a newspaper article in Back to the Future 2, because everybody uses their thumb. There's, like, oh. a, a little joke article about the thumb bandits. So then, some assholes steal the money that's going to this children's mission, and you know what's next. It's a Hulk Hogan movie. He kicks their asses and makes a, makes a couple puns about giving them lumps and shit
1: and uh uh he just shows off a few wrestling moves it was pretty good i, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that sequence i'm
0: like hey uh, oh, and i wanted him to like he picks up this guy to like slam him but he doesn't actually slam him he ends up like throwing him into a chair and i'm like oh it's not a trauma movie i just want to see that guy's head come out of his butt <laughs> <laughs> which happened in toxic avenger 4 by the way
1: I always think it would be funny if a movie like this suddenly took a hard left turn <laughs> like that and suddenly became Psycho Gorman for, you know, like just a minute. Of course, it'll never happen. But every once in a while, like I had that exact same thought, not during that, not not during this slam. I can't remember when it was. I know it wasn't at that point, because at that point, I was actually kind of stoked because Storm actually said during the first few you know the first few back and forths of that fight he was like isn't he gonna do a wrestling move and then (laughs) he does that and I was like oh okay there's your wrestling move man
0: no leg drops no leg drops in this movie
1: I would have liked to see that sequence go on a little longer but I get it it's a it's a PG movie you can only get away with so much before They stop letting you keep going.
0: So after he after he beats the shit out of those guys, the thuggy guys with the fake nose piercings and stuff.
1: Who looks a little bit like Lin-Manuel Miranda, don't oh, you Oh, kind of, yes. I couldn't stop thinking that. I was like, I know it's not him, but it looks like it could be his cousin or something.
0: So he decides he's gonna go go to the children's mission because they need help he just decides that that's what santa would do and lenny's like no fuck that we don't need to do that and santa's like yeah no we need to do that let's go he's like fuck fine but he's only following him because he knows he just needs his thumbprint
1: they gotta get his payday
0: if this wasn't a kid movie he would told to use a cigar cutter to cut that guy's thumb off so Lenny has this uh this Vespa or this motorcycle thing and I'm like is that a fake Hogan on the back of that bike I think it's actually a real person but it kind of looked weird yeah as it doesn't off.
1: look like it's Hogan <laughs> it looks like it's a stunt man or something it it is a weird looking shot when he drives away with him on it
0: Uh, We learn real quick that Ebner Frost is a germaphobe, which will come back sort of. It doesn't make any sense and it means nothing, but it'll come back. The ice cream truck. Yeah. The ice cream truck with all the dopey villains in it. Only three days till only three shopping days till Christmas. They put a sign out in front of the orphanage. They are trying to steal the statue that's hanging out of they make it there and then santa grabs the chain and stops the fucking st- like ice cream stops truck. the fucking ice cream truck before uh, his name Morris. is clayton and then they still these bad guys saw what he did they saw that he stopped an entire truck with his bare hands basically and they still and have the galls pulls to it backwards be, yeah and pulls it backwards and they still have the gall to be like merry christmas santa ha 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 and then drive away
1: yeah they say it like it's a sick burn or something too. They're like, "Merry Christmas,
0: Santa." Like,
1: <laughs> was that supposed to be clever? Like,
0: apparently what it's like obviously what's going on. He knows he I I assume he knows he's dressed like Santa. Like you can you, yeah. you can safely assume that, that that a person dressed like Santa knows that <laughs> he's dressed aware like Santa. Yeah.
1: Of what they're doing. It's so weird. And like all of a sudden he's Superman. Okay, he, but they don't even react to that.
0: He's Santa with muscles.
1: Oh, yeah. This movie's all over the fucking place.
0: Santa and Lenny get invited to dinner at the orphanage.
1: This dinner scene was weird to me. I don't know about you, but it was weird to me because you have Garrett Morris there, founding cast member of Saturday Night Live. And then you have Robin Curtis, who plays Leslie, who is the woman who runs the orphanage. Garrett Morris has like a thing where he's like, she may run it, but I keep it running. You know, like like he's the handyman or something like that. But Robin Curtis looks like Cecily Strong, who is a current Saturday Night Live cast member. Like, it literally looks like it could be her twin sister or something. Only, you know, obviously were removed by 30 years. So that was really bizarre, because it was like Cecily Strong was in the movie with Garrett
0: Morris. (laughs) I don't know. It's Robin Curtis.
1: I know it's Robin Curtis. I'm just saying she <laughs> looks like Cecily Strong, so it was odd.
0: More dinner scene. So milk and cookies for Santa obviously. That sweet little girl, Aria, whatever the fuck her name is. What's what the fuck's her character's name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. How the fuck her, her name
1: is Aria Noel Curzon.
0: Yes, and she plays Elizabeth. Okay. She gives Santa some milk and cookies and he's like looking at his like I don't know if I like this. Is are they is it fat free? I'm Like shut up. You're fucking concussed. <laughs> Just eat the damn cookie and fucking drink the milk and shut up.
1: Well, because he okay, that is one thing that they actually did do some setup for. Yeah, which is no, I, I understand that why. <laughs> when he's doing product integration yeah. and stuff, he's talking about how four and a half minutes isn't enough workout. You better make sure I don't get any more cholesterol today, oh, to the yeah. chef. So but, he's obviously very health conscious.
0: But he still has brain damage and doesn't know doesn't know his own name. But he remembers that he shouldn't be a fatty. Apparently. I don't know why I'm logicing my way through this. Anyways, here's something yeah, that I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, don't know understand.
1: why you're trying to do that either, because there's <laughs> no logic to be had.
0: How about this one? Very responsible of these adults asking a stranger, hey, you can spend the night here with these children.
1: Yeah. Yep. And Welcome then, to the 90s, my friend.
0: And then they don't have pajamas that fit Hulk Hogan, so he's dressed like a monk in like a sheet and a rope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he looks like he's he looks like he's doing a low rent Star Wars cosplay as Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: <laughs> That's Hogan's dream role, you know.
1: Hoagie Juan Kenobi.
0: I wonder if he, like, has a dream role that he's, like, pissed off that he never got to play. But, but, it, but like, it's Hulk Hogan, so it would have to be something, like, real fucking weird. Like, I never got to play, I never got to play James Bond, and that's a real bummer. Or whatever. So, they go to sleep, and the next morning in the newspaper, we get the title drop, Santa with Muscles. It's an article in the paper. He comes down without his beard. He comes downstairs to breakfast without his beard, and the little blonde girl's like, oh, Gasp!
1: Yes, she was not ready for that.
0: And then he's like, i only wear it for deliveries it tickles mrs claus and then there's a okay,
1: little, T- little tmi there hulkster <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs> then there's this this scene lenny's being annoying uh this is a really dumb scene and very weird it turns out they're eating cereal that has his face on it but the adults must have like eggs and you know fancy stuff and then lenny goes oh shit i don't want them to know what the fuck's going on here so i'm just gonna dump this cereal all over my eggs and he's like it's delicious this way you really gotta try it sometime but you can't because the cereal box is empty i'm just gonna go recycle it recycling it's just the right thing to do also they don't know don't find out who he is the box does not look anything like him so i don't know why but i think in that universe somebody did say like you look familiar to me
1: in fairness later on clayton Basically says that he doesn't know who he is as soon as he came in without the without the beard on Clayton knew who he was because he's got that he's got that scene where he's like leans in and he's like, I'm glad you finally did something
0: with your life. Yeah, got adopted by a rich family.
1: Well, obviously, that's not what he's referring to. He's referring to actually doing something with his life.
0: Being fortunate, you know, enough to, kids. being fortunate enough to have been adopted by a rich family and be able to be in a position where he can help people but doesn't want to because what, is he, what does he say if you just give them a taste they'll just want more so that's why he doesn't donate to charity
1: well no he does donate to charity but only things he was already going to throw away and he makes sure he gets <laughs> that tax right off <laughs>
0: Yes, Yeah, that does happen. So then we get back to the thumbprint subplot for like a second. At this point, I I, I forgot that it was even a thing. Lenny (laughs) Lenny sees Hogan drinking the milk and he's like, oh shit, I can get the thumbprint off of that. And
1: Hogan's hands are inexplicably covered in white powder.
0: Then Hogan talks to the little girl and she tells him about the Santa rules. And I don't remember what the Santa rules are. Just be be a good person all year round instead of being a fucking asshole all the time, except for around Christmas
1: train say your prayers eat your vitamins be true to yourself true to your country be a real american <sighs> it was very sweet this is the scene where i was like you know i actually kind of like this kid
0: the little boy too too cool for school i wrote down mila oh
1: my god so <laughs> too cool just for school
0: headphones and just rolling his eyes every time somebody speaks mila. i was like
1: this kid looks like he's about nine years old max He's too young to be this fucking jaded. Though I will say, if he's been in the orphanage system for long enough, I, I guess the story checks out.
0: Sarah, his character, brings him a suit and she made some modifications it has. It's sleeveless now, so muscles. And then she said just, she gave him a belt just like Mega Man. And yeah. I, I think they, I think they just made that up. I don't think the filmmakers actually knew what Mega Man was.
1: Yeah, I don't think they did either. Storm, like that completely threw him. He was like, wait,
0: Mega Man? What? There was a Mega Man comic. Did they, did they get the licensing rights for that? Fuck no. Man, they... Mega Man doesn't wear a belt, so Hogan ends up outside with these reporters that come to the door. That gives the most fucking awkward interview ever. It's kind of cute. I wrote down because you know, and then Lenny tries to play shreds with oh, him to get him to it's like. It's the reindeer
1: the meat rape. joke. That was the one.
0: Oh, the one that made you laugh.
1: <laughs> that was the one that got me. I was like, <laughs> 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 But, Santa,
0: you look so much more healthy than you did last year. Tell us what's your secret. Uh, I love to eat a lot of reindeer meat. Don't oh. Just kidding, Helen. Um, I just, I try to laugh a lot every day. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. There's a new sand in town, and I know if you've been naughty or nice, so be nice. Lenny runs like he has to shit to the fucking to the atm but unfortunately the glass has the wrong thumbprint on it he needs the left thumbprint
1: this is another moment where i was shocked on my second viewing to see that they actually did set that up if you look at the thumbprint pad during the first time he's trying to get the money out of the atm the thumbprint pad says left thumbprint.
0: Oh, does it? Jesus Christ. All right. Some yes. attention to detail that I wasn't paying attention to clearly. <laughs> they
1: chose some really weird places to get fastidious on this movie.
0: <laughs> and then as Lenny's, you know, screaming and disappointed that he can't get the money out, he uh Here gets comes like, Dr. Blight. Yeah, he gets accosted by the by the science guys and taken to taken to Frost. So I'm like, "So is Frost?" No, he's
1: he- He's taken to the ice cream truck where Dr. Frost or Mr. Frost talks well, yeah. to him through a video monitor, which is how he likes to address people because of his germaphobia. I can't fucking believe I'm trying to explain this as if this makes any sense while you're watching it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's why I just, I, I just grazed past it to ask the question, <laughs> is Frost a banker? Why the fuck is he giving loans and it doesn't matter because it never comes back after this, really? It does kind of, nope. but... Not really, yeah. So, so Frost says he'll forgive the loan and not fucking murder Lenny if he gets this Santa with muscles guy out of the fucking orphanage so he can fucking come in and do what he wants to do. So, that's and then
1: Lenny's thing. like, Santa, we gotta get the fuck out of here. It's time to get to the North Pole. Like, what is your plan after getting him to leave the orphanage with that, dude?
0: And then Santa goes into the chapel to find uh Elizabeth singing this weird song, and he sings with her, and it's really awkward.
1: I think it's from, like, the 50s or 60s or something.
0: Hogan had this public persona of being this... Okay, so the one thing... <laughs> Hulk Hogan is a terrible actor. I don't yeah. buy a single fucking word he says when he's putting on that nice guy voice.
1: Nope. I don't buy a single word he says at any point during this movie.
0: I buy him when he's growling and yelling at the ca- at the camera. <laughs> i buy that that's that's hulkamania i get that shit
1: i'm not saying i can't appreciate that i'm just saying i don't buy it as i don't buy anything that comes out of his head hole as being sincere (laughs) but when he's but when he's doing you know hulkamania it's like okay all right that's the thing yeah exactly He, he was a terrible actor during that too but he was a good wrestler you know and, and and he was a good wrestling persona
0: he was a good wrestling persona he could wrestle, but he chose not to because he didn't have to okay yeah so I didn't catch on my first viewing that apparently Blake had grew essentially he grew up in the fucking orphanage we'll learn that in in a little bit i did not catch that on my first viewing so watching it again i'm like uh wait the guy says he knew he'd make something out of himself like what are we to assume that he was raised in that orphanage because he was also talking about how he doesn't remember his mom and dad and back to it that was a sidetrack that i had before i realized that that's actually where they were going with it
1: wait was this during your first watch
0: no that was the that was the note during my second watch because that you
1: still had questions on your second watch that is a perfect example of how poorly everything is explained oh yeah i i was
0: yeah exactly after the church scene uh, after the chapel scene wherever they're they're all hanging out and uh just having a good old time and then a fucking thing it's a it's a statue head (laughs) flies through the window with a note that says only one shopping day till christmas Uh, like
1: there's only three kids they probably already got it covered
0: yeah they're they're good (laughs) santa goes runs and he beats up the henchman that did it there's a fight there's some dumb jokes and i'm okay, okay with at it.
1: this point i completely forget what happened because i didn't make it this far in my second watch
0: okay well here we go there's a fight you 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 get the idea it's sure. a thing then hogan goes back in the back in the thing he's like ah, uh, fucking i don't even remember now he's just like he just does the little boy goes into some trance when they're all talking about this and he just kind of stares off into space and then he just takes off and none of the adults notice sarah eventually she's like uh where that it where'd he go okay i don't get this hogan sees there's nothing to fucking get there's nothing to get it does there is no logical
1: connection between that kid disappearing and then hogan going
0: i think i know well he sees his walkman in the grass yeah how do you put that together
1: he's okay he sees that he went outside so he immediately is like he went to ebner frost's house that's where he
0: went so what? what? Yeah. <laughs> so Lenny and Hulk end up going there. Hulk throws Lenny over the fence, which is kind of funny because you that guy's annoying and you want to see him get hurt a little bit.
1: I would have liked to see Hulk pull a few more moves on him. Yeah.
0: The kid is about to like slingshot something through the dude's window, like a little payback. And Santa goes, no, that's naughty. But then the kid's like, dude, you're fighting these people. And he gives the I only fight because I have to speech.
1: Yep. It's the only use your power. Only uh, escalate if Rita gives you no choice. Yep.
0: And in this case, Rita is Ed Begley Jr.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: That's fun. That's a Power Rangers one. I'd, I'd definitely check it out. We over here. I something. would love to
1: see Ed Begley Jr. play Rita Repulsa. Oh, dude.
0: Pointy boobs and all.
1: Yep. And the voice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome give me that i will watch that
0: along with hulk we overhear uh something about an excavation we'll come back to that turns out there's some old catacombs under the orphanage where the kids like to hang out sometimes that's a that's what we learn when when hogan gets back to the orphanage and they're like oh the it's the fucking the clubhouse they call it the clubhouse and it's the catacombs and there's a vault and it's
1: so fucking dark there's fucking skeletons in ossuaries going down i think they're called ossuaries aren't they the the little
0: I have zero little, like, idea. Beds
1: that are carved into the wall. I could be wrong about that. Okay. Yeah. A, c- a container or room in which the bones of dead people are placed. So yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're these little, they're these little alcoves in the walls with fucking dead bodies in them. Just the bones, you know, but yeah.
0: Well, I guess that would make sense because you know, it is a, it is a church.
1: Yeah. You know, in a- one of those ancient Californian Gothic churches.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that Catholics really like to murder people.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I heard they're fan- more fans of mass graves, though.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is, isn't it?
1: Mass graves are where they throw them all in the same hole. These are holes that each have their own body in them. That's not a mass grave.
0: For fuck's sake. Now we're just splitting hairs, goddammit.
1: I'm good at that. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, that is kind of my thing.
0: It is. It is your thing. You're a fucking incessant child who just likes to be right all the time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyways, we'll move on. Oh, anyway, okay,
1: they find the vault. Fuck.
0: they find the vault. The kids only know, like, half the combination, and then for some reason, he knows the rest, but we also see that he carved his initials into the vault. I don't know how the fuck he doesn't remember any of this shit. It seems like a pretty fucking important thing happening to him. Oh, right, he doesn't remember because he got a head injury, but doesn't it only work like he doesn't remember? Never mind, it doesn't matter.
1: Don't look for logic (laughs) in this one, because there isn't any. This is that convenient, like you said, sitcom trope of... Head injuries cause cause convenient amnesia.
0: Then there's a bunch of crystals down there in the vault. They're glowy crystals, and they also explode on impact, so be fucking careful.
1: (laughs) It's so ridiculous. The the kid drops it into the dirt. Pretty soft-looking dirt, too, by the way. He drops the crystal and just, boom!
0: I wrote down, Taylor picks it up, and it explodes! And then I wrote down, I wish, because that would at least make it interesting. But he does, he throws it on the ground. Yeah, it does explode. Everybody's like, uh, oh, don't. Then, <laughs> then they're like walking out and the dude's like, all right, watch your step. I'm like, dude, you guys just walked in there willy nilly. Like, what the fuck? Why are you watching your step now? I mean, now that you know, sure, but you made it in there without anything blowing up. So I think you're fine. And the
1: logic is all over the goddamn place. Because later they both pull a couple of crystals and start sword fighting with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Not, not at all.
1: No, there's no logic at play here. Uh, but at least now they know what Mr. Frost is after and at least we have an explanation of something in this goddamn movie.
0: It took an hour to get there, but we're there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not 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 an hour for us. It took an hour for the movie to get there.
1: Yeah, it took us an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> so everybody we're leaves We're so efficient. <laughs> everybody leaves the vault, but Hogan has to stay down there. He's like, "Why did I know that combination?" And uh the groundskeeper guy he's like "Uh, oh no we're not we're not there yet never mind hang on uh he realizes that he's definitely not santa because him and lenny are having this little heart to heart lenny gives him back his army jacket and you know now he's having an identity crisis he's like oh my god am i not santa what the fuck is this ah and then he's like (laughs) he's oh uh hogan had gotten shot by a with a red paintball gun during the chase yeah it was more of a
1: it was more of an orangey red yeah. paintball
0: lenny's like you got blood on it if you don't know you don't ask that way you might not find out you're a wanted criminal or something <laughs> and then as they're leaving lenny gets a call on his 1996 cell phone from frost and he's trying to have a change of heart but frost doesn't let him and lenny can't because he's kind of a douche right now he still hasn't uh you know
1: well he's definitely a spineless coward yes. i don't think there's any question about that
0: there's another chase because the science guy is there we're we're getting into the climax here yeah we're getting chased we end up in this tower okay so hogan and the and the the science guy with the hair he, he looks like white ass wally from uh josie and the pussycats
1: i never saw that oh really yeah
0: go ahead and google white ass wally and that's what he looks like it's alan Cumming with long hair
1: oh no that actually <laughs> completely checks out yeah alan Cumming with like greasy long hair
0: that's it they they end up fighting in this tower and this is the the second instance of hogan being thwarted by a santa statue he yes i can't believe that
1: happens twice he
0: wins the fight but the santa statue is like spinning and like waving it's like going back and forth waving and it like hooks onto his belt or something and it knocks him out of the window
1: just chucks him off off the tower
0: yep and he falls into a garbage truck and then he sees like his face on on like a thing he's like it still needs to be bigger and then and then he wakes up back at home his home his rich person home still wearing the Santa suit which I'm sure smells amazing uh yeah the his butler guy said like ooh he's he sprays like smell good stuff at him and stuff (laughs) (laughs) so he calls the orphanage and leslie's being mean but it turns out it's a recording that they made that the bad guys made
1: they recorded her talking to them yeah and then are playing it back to him as if she's saying all that shit to him
0: and everyone's all sad because santa's gone the bad guys come and they fuck up the pity party because we don't have time to cry now okay now this is where brutus the barber beefcake comes in <laughs> He plays a character called Sumo Lab Assistant. Now, keep in mind... Oh
1: my bro- God, that's right. The guy with the uh, with, with the, the Fu Manchu yeah. facial hair. Keep in oh. mind
0: that he is okay. a white guy. Yes, um, <laughs> very obviously a white guy. But professional wrestling did not shy away from racist caricatures of things. Oh, not in the least. Jesus,
1: I just watched The Wrestler last week with... Storm.
0: So Brutus the Barber Beefcake. His name is Ed Leslie in real life. Uh, Hogan's boyfriend. They may or may not have a sex tape of them fucking each other. I don't know.
1: I d- I don't want to know. I, I I don't. If that <laughs> tape exists, I never want to see it.
0: I I kind of want to see it not gonna lie him and hogan have been best friends for fucking years but he at this point in WC, he was in wcw with hogan and he was playing a character called the zodiac and he was part of the the dungeon of doom he was part of the dungeon of doom with kevin sullivan and avalanche
1: i'm (laughs) assuming that's not avalanche from it's always sunny in philadelphia
0: it had like the giant and all that stuff
1: oh oh was that before um was that Big Show before he became Big Show?
0: Yeah, yeah. He came in as they build him as Andre the Giant's son and shit.
1: Because I remember you saying that uh, when he did um, when he did the Water Boy, he was still just going by the Giant. He
0: was the Giant at the time, yeah. One, one more funny thing about Ed Leslie and the Beefcake thing. So I'm like watching this and Rachel sitting next to me and I'm going through IMDB and I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I'm just kind of mumbling to myself. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh-huh. And she looks at me, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> She was really concerned. Like the one time she decides to listen to me without me going like, Hey, 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 you need to listen to me so I can tell you something. <laughs> And it happened to be when I'm talking about Brutus the Barber Beefcake.
1: That's how relationships go, man. (laughs)
0: It's fun. That's a fun story. I like it. Uh, Oh my God. So now Frost shows up and he's going to take everyone down to the vault. He's also wearing this fucking like suit so he doesn't breathe any air from... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. It only only happens so we can like fucking thwart his plan later by... fucking up his suit well
1: i mean it, it actually does it is in keeping with his whole germophobia thing
0: well because, yeah i mean but the germophobia thing why is that a thing
1: okay that's a very valid question it doesn't
0: right? add anything to this asshole character
1: that's true i don't know in a better movie i could maybe you know like if the coen brothers were doing it i wouldn't question it but in this movie it's like, what
0: And he's going to use child labor to mine all those crystals out of there. He just brings the kids down there. He's like, you guys are going to do this for me. It doesn't matter. You don't have parents and nobody loves you. So if you blow up, who cares? Santa's employees. Uh, Santa. Now, now just Blake because he's back at his house. They're all worried about him. They're all like trying to come up to him and fight him and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, thanks. Sorry. Don't want to play. Don't want to play this game. And Pierre, Pierre is the chef. And he's like, but you love to hit me. (laughs) Like that's fucked up.
1: It's fucked up if he... As an adult, as a kid, I have to admit, that's a funny line
0: as a kid. He's eating this gruel. I don't know what it is. It's gray.
1: It looks completely joyless. But he has to cut the cholesterol
0: yeah, Uh, Lenny calls and tells him, he's like, dude, Frost is here at the orphanage, so you need to come and rescue everybody. Basically the gist of that whole thing. So now it's time for Santa to go kick some ass. My next question is, why is Clint Howard even here? To talk about terrorists and be an idiot. That's it. That's my answer. That's my question, that's my answer.
1: Because they needed some more name recognition beyond Hulk.
0: He thinks the terrorists are back. So they're going to go be chased again because, you know, Santa take this time he takes all of his all of his like employees with him to so he can they can help him and now they're getting chased by everybody and he's kind of reverting back to his old ways at the beginning he's like wow we we don't need to follow the rules fuck these guys basically but yeah, they end up using all of his shitty pro- products to fuck up the cops like this powder and just shit everywhere
1: <laughs> and uh uh salad dressing and salad yes salad an oil dressing. slick
0: and this is where the cop has a bazooka and he blows up clint howard's car it's a real explosion though So that was something.
1: Yeah, they actually threw down to blow up an actual car.
0: It was a big one, too. I was kind of impressed by that one.
1: Not that CGI was an option in 1997.
0: Not for these guys. I mean,
1: it was, but it really would have looked bad. I don't know if you remember CGI flames from back then, but they were not looking good.
0: Later, they do use some animation and I'm like, wow, that looks way better than I was expecting. It doesn't look good, but I wasn't expecting it to look like that i was expecting it to look way worse so they show up at the orphanage and you know they electrically charge this doorknob and then they knock on it and then one of the henchmen fucking opens it and gets <laughs> electrocuted yay
1: and now they're just trying to be home alone
0: santa then rescues the three children and the girl the little girl uh, elizabeth is like you're not santa and then she smiles and goes you're Better. Oh, it's so adorable. You know, he finds the kid. They sneak around and spray a dude with a fire extinguisher. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Taylor says because this is the '90s.
1: Yes, it is. And then they oh, like.
0: Boy. And then they like blow. They like pump up his suit full of air and make him jump out the window.
1: Oh my God, that's right, Doctor Vile. No, Vial. they don't pump it up with air. They pump it. Oh, up no, with, one with of his, his nasty with chemicals. his
0: gas. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. his methane.
1: And then. <laughs> And then he fucking grabs a roll of duct tape and <laughs> seals his helmet shut so he can't get it off.
0: That's right. That's pretty fucked up, man.
1: <laughs> and then he's like running around looking like uh, uh, the fucking dude from Big Trouble in Little China till he goes out the window and his suit blows open, probably sliced open by all the glass he just fell through.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna die. but That's okay. Now Hogan has to fight the electric lady, Ms. Watt. Or not, because he doesn't. But because the, the sumo lab assistant comes in and gets knocked out pretty quick. doesn't even matter at this point. But yeah,
1: you kind of th- think that's going somewhere <laughs> and then it never does.
0: But Lenny has a really it's kind of a weird line. Hogan's not fighting this chick and Lenny goes, he wouldn't hit a lady, but I would. And you think he's like going to like jump down and punch her in the face. But he just dumps water on her and she electrocutes herself. Yep. I'm like, OK, sure. Why not? It's fine.
1: I it works fine, but the line makes no goddamn sense. No, it does not is the problem. <laughs> this is another one of those what the fuck am I watching moments.
0: Santa then he rescues the other two adults, the lady and the guy, and it's finally revealed that he definitely grew up there, and so did Frost. Guess what? They were like no, best he, friends. He,
1: he kicks through the door of the office and they're just sitting there. Oh, yeah, chilling. they're just kinda
0: hanging out, yeah.
1: <laughs> and garrett morris is like why didn't you just knock i'd have opened it for you
0: so he air quotes rescues them i'm glad you remembered that because yeah. i totally forgot i'm checked out at this point i'm just like at this point i'm like i just want to be done with the movie i'm like done i'm over it then the kids end up locking white ass wally in the freezer they all i guess they all kind of lock white ass wally in the freezer
1: i mean they they kind of like well it's it's uh it's leslie who talks him back towards the freezer and then he trips and and he goes isn't it isn't it leslie who talks him back
0: oh yeah because she's like you don't hurt my kids or whatever and then one of the kids trips him
1: and he falls into the freezer and then they lock it from the outside and storm looks at me and goes you know freezers should really have a a handle on the inside just for situations like this
0: guess what they do so i don't know what the fuck's going on
1: (laughs) that's why that's what i told him i was like yeah they do nowadays maybe they didn't you know for a while but they all have handles on the inside because of situations like this he's like i tell you man there are so many movies and video games where a, a key plot point is someone getting trapped in a freezer
0: maybe we shouldn't care so much
1: yeah given the quality level of this movie thus far you're probably more onto something with that yeah
0: so let's go back down to the catacombs okay santa then confronts frost oh by the way like i said before you fucking interrupted me to correct me they were best friends frost and blake that's true they were so we all go into the vault it's about money it's always about money it's it's fucking lame Yep. come up with a better motivation you assholes
1: yeah why not like He's going to use these crystals to sterilize the earth or something like that oh, i mean that, it's already fucking ridiculous
0: <laughs> then we get the sword fight with the crystals that makes no sense there's like a bottomless pit or something in here too that doesn't actually yeah it's it's Chekhov's gun but they forget to fire it like
1: exactly they show it to you like it's gonna play into the conflict somehow never comes back
0: all that happens is like Hogan's crystal falls down there I think I think that's it and then Taylor (laughs) the little boy uses a slingshot to distract Frost and Leslie goes and like pulls his plug pulls the plug out like the breathing apparatus thing because he's wearing from his his air purifier his containment suit or whatever it is and then santa pulls his fucking helmet off but oh shit the room starts shaking and this shit is gonna blow so now we just got to get out of here and nobody gets shit
1: yep and then the the orphanage blows up uh and is that is where, where you're the, talking about is the, that where you're talking about there was animation or yeah, something because the, i think it was just miniature work was not there it?
0: there was miniature work but when they when they show it like the close-ups of it like cracking and stuff there's uh, little oh, bits of animation oh. and i'm like ah, that could have okay, looked way yeah. worse doesn't look good but it could have looked way worse Yeah, it was all right. And then it just kind of implodes on itself. It doesn't actually explode because they use their whole explosion budget on that car.
1: Yeah, it just collapses inward.
0: And then Clint Howard shows up in his blown up car just to be a dick to everybody. And the reporters show up. The bad guys get arrested and everyone is happy.
1: I'm like, okay, if Blake Thorne is the richest man in 10 states, how do these cops not know what he looks like? Because
0: they are fucking stupid.
1: He's not wearing the beard anymore. Like, come on. You know he you know if he's that rich, he's got congressmen in his pocket and, <laughs> and commissioners and shit. So come on. This is this is this is Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos level rich. He's the richest man in ten states. He's living in California where jobs and Wozniak, he's two states away from Bill Gates and he's the richest man.
0: Uh maybe he kept a low profile. But apparently not. Maybe Lenny's just, like, up on shit like that. So the orphanage is gone, though. So these kids yep. have nowhere to go. So the movie just ends with them wandering the streets as homeless little rats.
1: Yeah, it took a dark turn. I did not expect that. And then, um, you know, when when they, they all get hooked on smack and uh, die in the gutter, I was like, wow, what a post-credit sequence, right?
0: They had to eat Leslie because Hogan decides, I'm too rich for this shit. I'm going to go home. Have fun. <laughs> oh that'd be no, so fucking instead,
1: cool <laughs> instead they just fucking move into mr frost's house
0: yeah yeah that's it sure okay
1: and i gotta say when i saw that house because because the, they have it like all designed up with these this like insulation shit around the door and these compressor things like outside blowing off steam every few minutes you know or actually every 20 or 30 seconds I was sure that he was going to be Jack Frost,
0: weren't you? No, I didn't think about that, but that would be kind of... It wouldn't be any more ridiculous than what we got.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have been. Would Although, have been I guess they did say they did say Ebner Frost in that opening thing, but like I said, I, I didn't listen to that the first time through. But anyway, no, they they just decide, yeah, we're going to make his house the new orphanage. And they found a whole bunch of new orphans and everything, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's happy. <laughs> <laughs> We like
1: on the best. surface, it looks like, oh, look, there are so many more kids for them to play with. But oh, wait, this is an orphanage.
0: And also yeah. these kids are never going to get adopted. The three that were already there because they were still there and nobody wants them.
1: Yeah. They were like, <laughs> there's that di- at the dinner scene where Garrett Boris is like, well, yeah, we found homes for all the kids we could. And then <laughs> the, the little edge lord is like, we're the rejects.
0: <laughs> Got another Ebner Frost coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Santa with muscles too, Frosty Boogaloo,
0: the advent of what's his name, Taylor, but he has like a giant slingshot now.
1: <laughs> He's gonna slingshot Washington D.C.
0: and Santa with muscles is played by uh, John
1: Cena. I I would watch that in a second. I'd be in the theaters for that one.
0: John Cena is infinitely more charming and likable than Hulk Hogan ever was yes, in his entire is. fucking life.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> We need a 25-year sequel to a movie nobody wanted in the first place apparently including the filmmakers.
0: Yeah, hey, if if you're a film if you're one of the, one of the people involved in this movie and you come across this, go ahead and shoot us an email because I I'll, I'll talk to you about this fucking garbage.
1: You know what? All right.
0: I mean that in we've, a loving we've, way. We we've we wrapped do this the stuff movie up. Purpose. So,
1: we've wrapped the movie up, so let's do final thoughts. My final thoughts, this movie is a piece of garbage like it is, but It is not unfun to watch. Like, I had a really good time watching it. It makes no goddamn sense, and that is (laughs) the entirety of what makes it enjoyable. Oh, and that, you know, the the little girl, uh, Elizabeth, is is kind of sweet for a minute.
0: Same. My kids liked it when they kind of sat and watched it with me for a little bit. And that's (laughs) who it's, that's who it's for.
1: So yeah, if, if if you were involved in making this, um, we're, we're not going to pretend like this is anything other than what it is, but if you want to talk, I would love to, I would love to get the inside dope on what went into making this movie because there is no logical reason that it should exist.
0: (laughs) Please, please. SharksCrossHollywood at gmail.com. Go ahead and shoot us an email. We'll, Fucking, I'm I'm here for it. I think that's Santa with muscles. That's Christmas. That's it. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, twenty twenty two is fucking over, and so are we. But not really. So yeah, it's it's the end of the year. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. All that dumb bullshit. You can follow us on social media, on everything at the Shark Pod. If you want to give us money because it's fucking Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck you guys celebrate out there, I don't give a shit. Just give us money because we're poor and sad. Or Krimbus. I don't know what that is, but sure. Why not?
1: It's a Tim and Eric thing.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Our Patreon. 2021 the 13th. 2022 a year in the asylum, which will be almost done when we fucking, when this comes out. Oh my God. You'll, you'll be like a week away from our fucking Sunday school musical episodes. You should give us a dollar and you can listen to us fucking suffer through that one. Patreon.com slash Sharks Hollywood. And next year we're going to start talking about the fucking. The, shot scope the collection. collection.
1: Well, volume one it, of volume the scope.
0: It's going to be awesome. I'm there. I'm sold. Let's do it. We will see you next year. It'll be fun. It might be fun. We'll find out when we get there. But until then, stay Jawsome.
1: Happy New Year.